Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of My Life in Miniatures. How about that, eh? Who thought we'd get to number six? I, well, I did, because I planned it, but um, but anyway, we're at number six. I hope you're well. Um, my name's John. I'm your host. Uh, uh, sorry, I may have a considerable hangover today. Um, I'll, I'll introduce our guest in a little bit, but yeah, I'll just... For this intro, um, I'm going to be a bit uh, groggy because uh, despite the fact that it is four o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday the 12th of February when I'm recording this, um, I didn't get to bed until two o'clock in the morning for a very fun reason, kicking off a brand new um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons campaign where... um, but you see, to get into the the spirit, I, uh, the, I went a bit method, you see. Um, I'm playing a bard, he's a tiefling, and he might have some um, substance abuse problems. Um, and so I might have had a few too many beers. Um, I might actually have bought a, a small keg um, that appears to be empty today. So I'm a bit delicate. But it's been quite a week. It hasn't all been my fault. Um, I had I had insomnia earlier in the week. That's always fun. And then the next day, for years and years, I've had a caffeine uh, intolerance now because um, I used to drink a lot of caffeine, a lot. And uh, eventually, my body just went, "Nope, you've had you've had enough. You're done." I might have talked about this in one of the podcasts with someone, so apologies, uh, apologies if I'm um, retreading familiar ground. But um, yeah, uh, someone uh, gave me very caffeinated coffee at Starbucks, and um, I, I so I've been I've been tired. I've been wired. Um, Thankfully, the anxiety attack that I thought was going to come, which is what usually happens when I have too much caffeine these days, uh, didn't. So, uh, you know, thank heavens for small mercies, as they say. Um, but yeah, uh, I haven't had much of a chance to do any any hobby because I've been sort of playing around with my D&D character. I've been, you know, working out his, his foibles. I think I might tone down the whole drinks too much aspect because if, if I'm going to do it method... Um, I'll be dead soon. Um, so yeah, I won't do that anymore. I did. I did start painting. I started painting a chainsword. Um, that was fun. I actually spent about an hour and a half, two hours, just painting yellow, just the yellow of a chainsword, and like blending it all in. It reminded me why I really, really like trying to push myself to be a better painter. Um, and then I tried to do some gemstones on it, and I ruined it. But you know, the yellow bit was good. It was good for a little while there. Um, I also got to record two more episodes uh, of this this podcast. So um, seven and eight are done, which means kind of only need to record a couple more, which is pretty fun news. Uh, yeah, I don't know who those are going to be yet. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to have to um, do some planning. But uh, yeah, uh, I, and I should have gone to Warhammer Worlds Day because there's lots of nice people there. Um, uh, if any of them are listening to this, they'll understand why um, it feels like a large furry animal has curled up inside of my forehead and is scratching out my eyes from the inside. Um, but a good tonic for this is not only doing a bit of hobby on a quiet day... Uh, I'm going to have to cut this bit out because I feel a bit sick. Um, 
not only is, is that a good tonic doing getting the paints and clippers out but hopefully listening to my conversation today will also be a good tonic for whatever ails you uh, I will be talking to well I already have talking to no talks to cut that um I have already spoken to uh, my guest today, obviously, because otherwise you can't record things in the future. Uh, uh, This is where my brain is at right now. I'm really sorry about it, but let's try it again. I had a wonderful conversation. Um, Last weekend, I had some other friends up who who were um, playing Old Hammer in in Warhammer World. It was amazing to see some of those square-based armies on display. But one of of those friends um, came over and and we had a little session again in person. We had an in-person recording session for the podcast. That was lovely. It is my uh, friend Monk Widget. Um, uh, Yes, it it is a peculiar name, but he is a lovely, uh, still peculiar guy, but he's lovely and he's um, fantastic and he's a really nice bloke and he's got a wonderful long history in the hobby and he's um, he crafts amazing things out of his bonkers imagination, but it's a good bonkers. Uh, yeah, I urge you to go and check out his stuff. And hang on, I've got to read this out because like I say, I've got a hangover, but... Um, if you would like to see him on YouTube where you can hang out and hobby with him and uh, he'll teach you some good tricks and tips and uh, how to do mad things with your toy soldiers, you can go to Googly Eyed Skull uh, on YouTube. Uh, if you want to pick up something, uh, we mentioned it a bit, we have a chat about it in uh, in this episode. Uh, he created something that's called the Wound Widget. I use my Wound Widgets in pretty much every uh, game of Warhammer that I play these days if I've got any multi-wound models because they just are perfect for tracking wounds on models. Uh, and if you're looking for um, something that can help you do the same, I really recommend checking out woundwidget.com. And then he's combined both names for his Instagram handle, which this is going to take some effort when you've got you can barely read because you feel slightly ill. Um, his Instagram is googly wound eyed widget skull. Uh, there will be a link on on the website. So don't worry. Um, but anyway, here is my conversation with Monk. It was really really fun. Notice how I'm purposefully not saying anything about any further ado. I know I said it then, but just to point out that I'm not saying it this week because I do say it every week, and I don't want to. Um, without uh any further stuff um here's my wonderful conversation with with monk so a quick ps to that um when i hit record we were talking about monk's cat so that's that's why we're talking about that when we start so what's the name of the cat mort Mort. Hello, Hello. Terry Pratchett. I was going to say, I have, yeah. I have Death of Rats and Mort. I like it. Yeah, well, Death of Rats are definitely appropriate for a cat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although Mort being the one that brings in the the presence. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Traces them around the whole way yeah, until yeah. I shove him in, in the mouse's face and then post him out the flap. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very kind of you. <laughs> now, you eviscerate it outdoors so I don't have to yeah, mop yeah. up gore. Oh, lovely, yeah. Yeah, I remember my cat used to sit very happily on the front lawn uh, or the back lawn, just eating a rabbit's head and staring at him like, you know what? You're doing it outside. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, if you could just eat the whole thing, why do you just eat the brains? It's just weird, Tom. <laughs> don't do not do that. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, well, anyway, all right, let's 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 kick off. Yeah, probably. yeah. <coughs> Otherwise, we, all this good cat content won't be on your podcast. Well, quite, yeah. No, it's... Uh, uh, right, so I have, to, I have to put on my actual um, <coughs> radio voice. Yeah. <clears throat> la, la, la. But, I'm yeah. sure trying not to cough too. It's always really weird because like we've already been talking and now I'm yeah. trying to start a conversation. Don't, yeah, just just yeah. don't. It's not even. No. You don't even have to look at the lens. That's that's. The no, thing. that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, so monk, how are you? I, I have to be honest. I've been better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the coughing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll happen. It's not the cough. It's. No. Uh, uh, an infection I picked up on the way yes. for an extra bit of spice just to, you know, COVID's just not enough, not even the no. second time around. No, oh, you've so, had it twice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had uh, quite the hipster, right? I had it back in uh, 2020, you know, yeah. early adopter, and now I can only presume the Omicron variant yeah, yeah, yeah. or some other, you know, the Boris variant, whatever one it was. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, so, yeah. Oh, you know, just let it run wild in the population, and we can have, and everybody can have a, their own variant. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I, I'm work, trying to work out whether it'd be really poor taste to start making memes on the greatest good because if they're doing the the, the <laughs> Greek alphabet, we'll get to the towel variant at some point. Oh, and, you know, um, <laughs> ever the edge lords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure um, some billionaire or other will uh, try and build a rail gun to to cure COVID or. Yeah, uh, yeah, get us into get us on the moon or something insane. Yeah, yeah. what can't you cure with rail guns? Yeah, um, <laughs> we're asking the big questions on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> well, we try. Um, anyway, well, we're not here to talk about COVID propelling rail guns. We're here to talk about your life in miniatures. And yeah, the, the miniatures that have shaped uh, your life in the hobby. Mm. Uh, and we're going to start uh, quite a way back. Yes, I am old. <laughs> well, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Sasha old. I'm I'm just uh, very old. I'm yeah, not yeah. like the old ones. So Sasha, the old time. Yeah. yeah, Sasha, who was our guest in episodes. What was it? Three, four. Um, I did tell him. You know, you can tell me to shut up if I start making you sound like really granddad. Was <laughs> it really like that back then? Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, I've been in it a while as well, but it's just yeah. I'll try not to. Do that. But we're going to start around. He's a grand old wizard. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, th- yeah. I think of as a compliment. A wise old soul. Yeah, he's um, a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. As, you, yeah. as everybody, I'm sure, gleaned from from uh, from his chat. Yeah. I'm sure. But we're going to start with you, uh, with uh, RT01, Space Marine Captain. Potentially your first miniature? Yeah, I think I went down to Games Workshop when it was in the plaza in Tottenham Court Road, Oxford yeah. Street. Oxford Street, yeah. Oh, there we go. That's and police car, by the way. That's... Familiar sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there were plenty of sirens running around that part of the world mm. at the time. As I think I said on, when I did an episode of my YouTube chatting to my son, and we talked about you know, kind of this this concept that you know I was going into central London mm. while the IRA were blowing up various bits of of, yeah. of the country, and you know we blithely as kids. You know, with mm. all of our pocket money from paper rounds and working at a, a little job around the back to, to buy Space Marines while, you know, we were on high alert. 
Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. Just yeah. didn't think anything of it with our little one to four travel card. No, no. I suppose it just goes to show nothing will stop a space marine. Yeah, yeah. You know, Grimdark, is it any wonder that uh yeah. the that, that world you know, that this wonderful satire of mm. of the world around us um captured us because, you know. Yeah. But cloud from Chernobyl was still blowing over, and of course, <laughs> you know the three-eyed fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, all right, going back a little bit mm. further, then before we get we get onto the space ring, I'm always really interested to hear this. How did you find the hobby? Was were you someone who painted airfix stuff when you were a kid? Um, my dad, my dad's a drag racer and used to slot car race, right. and he had his collection of cars in the glass cabinet in the front room. Yeah. So some of it was just like flash cars and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like a um, there was a big funny car that he had in there, the, the, the fiberglass shell that lifted up, but plastic shell that lifted up. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. And he had um, soldered brass rod, built the frames of slot cars. So mm. it was drag racing, but on scale extrix track, but yeah, you know yeah. straight line quarter mile, but scaled down. Right foam tyres and everything and you could, he could pull a wheelie and so on and yeah. he'd wound the motors himself so the idea of making things was you know it's in my genes mm-hmm. um, I would go down to the garage and make things and uh, of all scales so you know he was building airfix kits <clears throat> and applying decals and kit bashing and customising stuff so yeah absolutely there was no way I wasn't going to mm-hmm. immediately get these toy soldiers cut through them with a razor saw and turn that leg of a few degrees so yeah. that I could have you know a slight variation yours were unique I am a unique little unicorn snowflakey special mummy's little whatever uh, yeah <laughs> I just you know why have the standard when you can custom and yeah. it just wasn't it didn't occur to me that that wasn't something um, anybody could or would or should do and I kind of mm. as I, I kind of get in my head around the idea that that's kind of what my YouTube channel is it's like yeah. helping people to go don't be afraid yeah um, there's always a way of covering sins and fuck ups and yeah um, it's you know that's um, yeah but, just just to help people have more interesting toys so that their orc knob boss is slightly different to their mates orc knob boss even though they're different clans they can be yeah. posed and sculpted and yeah well, that's really nice. Covered, covered in greeblies and gubbins yeah, um, yeah. To, to make them their own. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, so you, your dad had the drag racing and scale electric stuff and airfix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What drew you then to Space Marines? Oh, it's White Dwarf without a doubt. Yeah. Um, seeing that in WH Smith's, you know, the in the news agent locally or whatever and... Mm. You know, whether it was somebody at school that had one, but certainly I remember people, one or two of my mates would have, and we would pour over them, um, playing a bit of D and D because there was role play games and stuff in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, playing with friends with that, and you know, it was the I like flicking through and seeing Marauder miniatures were the ones that I adored. The little Chaos Dwarves with yeah, this, yeah. like a pair of feet poking out from beneath a beard, and then. <laughs> just these gauntleted hands poking out from behind the beard 
the helmet propped on top and it was like is there anybody you know until you turned it round yeah, is yeah. this just cousin it yes. with <laughs> with weapons and boats you know it's, uh, yeah. yeah. oh yeah then he must be wearing chain mail because there's some on the back yeah. and go. some sign of a belt yeah. yeah but you know those guys and then of course watching Tomorrow's World and being into science and technology and my dad again being a sci-fi guy and you know the uh Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds going on that of mm-hmm. my record player continuously um, it really captured my imagination yeah. so this, that representation of science fiction really took me um, yeah. as much as I'm into my fantasy stuff I'm like I've read Lord of the Rings but it didn't grab me like H.G. Wells did right. do you know what I mean yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know we lived in a world where computers were beginning to be a thing you know, the BBC micro. Um, oh, that, yeah, yeah. You know, my mum was an infant primary school teacher and they didn't have the concept of insuring or locking these computers up. Mm-hmm. So they would give the computers to the uh, to the teachers to take home. Yeah. So over the summer holidays, I would have a BBC micro and I would sit about mm, cool. coding, air yeah, quotes, yeah. you know, coding, making lines of text and things flash and yeah. that is the the extent of my programming skills yeah. but <laughs> but it, you know it really kind of you feel the me. future happening in space yeah, yeah, yeah. a representation of that where it might yeah, go one yeah, day yeah. Yeah. what is this bleeding edge of technology what could it be yeah. will I be wearing power armour will I you know be able mm. to have digital weapons will I you know yeah yeah. will I become Sherlock I be one Caluso Inquisitor <laughs> extraordinaire yeah I still want to convert that Inquisitor one day and God then damn. have like a deer stalker and uh, yeah, yeah. a moustache and yeah. it's, it's amazing and why has that not model not been remade I know why not yeah. why, why is that not the 30th 40th God knows how old am I oh. yeah. Um, yeah. edition model reimagined with uh, spectacular rules you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course um, a, um, a a generic uh, light uh, something laser sword yes, yes yeah. totally not that I yeah. should I should just say for listeners um, we're not making this up legitimately in if you haven't read it in the Rogue Trader book I think it's the Rogue Trader book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a character called... Or Compendium, God knows. Oh, One of yeah, those old yeah. things. But there is a character called Inquisitor Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau. Indeed, yes. Um, which is still the best name that they've ever ever had. Yeah, with his yin and yang on his T-shirt. And yes. His, and his kind of trench coaty thing, and his flared jeans and boots, and a, mm-hmm. a chainsaw and a, some kind of pistol, I seem to recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like all the skills and all yeah. the silliness. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, very much like someone who was probably hanging around West London in uh, the late 1970s, early 80s. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I've seen that guy in the, in the back of a club somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the Space Marine grabbed you. Now, you, you mentioned yeah. a couple of names uh, to me as well from your early days. And yeah. I have to con- confess that I don't recognise these names at all. Oh, the named Space Marines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who um, is, who's Huron Grimm? I think he's the guy, he's kind of got a low squat stance and this just two hands on a chainsword poking out, you right. know, yeah. monopose. Of course. Um, slaughter based space marine with flowing hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hair and beards were, were definitely a thing on the some of these early space marines. They did. Yeah. Um, and you'd buy like a blister pack with three space marines in it and mm-hmm. you would shake them around to see. Yes. Who, you, who you got in each yeah, of those yeah, and, yeah. but they would appear on the 
dozen of them on a on a black and white page yeah. in the White Dwarf as you flick through, and it would have some of them were named or just numbered. And mm. um, no, I remember some of the names definitely. Yeah, there's uh, there's one advert I can't remember what it was for. It might be an Imperial Guard box or something. I think all the names were just rip-offs from the names in the film Aliens. Yeah, like yeah. there was Sergeant Higgs. Higgs, yeah, yeah. It was two just... G's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Velasquez instead of Vasquez. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Little nods too. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was um, yeah that, that tongue-in-cheek yes. thing going on, and then just you know, you got the impression that these were the embodiment of perhaps. Some of the GW staff had role-played these characters. Yeah. Had lifted oh. them from... That they had a life that we would never quite know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we would have to buy them and, and they would develop a life. We would forge a narrative yeah. with our dice rolls and silly ideas. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because I mean, some of the names... I really like how hit and miss some of them are because mm. I've got um, assessed the old Cicel combat cards that was just called the Space Marines yeah. set. Yeah. Um, and there are, there are sort of, you know brother Captain Hercules like really sort of strong sounding names <laughs> yeah. and then there's one uh, well he's not in that set I think he's just in sort of the old um, one of the old Warhammer 40,000 combat cards decks <laughs> and he's just called Alan the Seer he's like Alan that was the most you yeah, could yeah. come up with something a little bit more sci-fi than just Alan like, it was just, well we didn't really have the faux Latin thing going on there back no, then I don't no not think. at all no the idea of gothic as a language wasn't, yeah. wasn't... I wonder where that came from. I can't... Never heard anyone no. stroke their chin and go, oh, where did that go? That's one for, that's one for Ian. Oh, yeah. Tory and Ian. He'll, yeah, he'll, yeah. The, uh, the lawmaster extraordinaire there, he'll, he'll know. Yeah. Seeing you in this afternoon, I'll yeah. ask. Yeah, we can ask him. <laughs> Got an idea for you, Ian. Got an idea for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Stop playing your game of Old Hammer. Yeah, you yeah. want an answer to this one. Stop on that fourth, fifth edition weirdness on your square bases. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the other name you gave me was Brother Thor. But Thor spelled T-H-A-W. Is like, yeah. Oh, oh gosh, I can't, I can't picture him now. No. Well, I mean, they were all uh, quite of a, a likeness, really, those yeah, old ones, yeah. weren't they? They, they had a, a look which was... Very much born out of the limitations of casting a single piece of lead. Yeah, yeah, there's that very much. They kind of like, yeah. almost like um, they're on a tapestry or a, yes, a, yeah. a, a relief carving in Egyptian style. They had a, they were very planar. Yeah. And, and every, all the information was in that. Yeah, yeah. In that, um, I'm, I'm uh, <coughs> miming at a mic a position. Oops, too used to using having a camera. I'm a visual man, I'm a visual man. No, it's all right, it's all right. We'll, we'll sort that out. Right, okay, so um, your love of Space Marines then uh, took you down one a, a dark path. My favourite's dark path. Mm. The dark path that is Thanesh. Oh, it did. Um, yeah, yeah. And you made... And at what point was this in your hobby life when you made uh, a noise marine army? Ah... Uh. Oh god! I mean, I'm looking over now at the bolt thrower patch on my on my denim jacket. Yeah, yeah. one of my pro, uh, proudest possessions is you know is my bolt thrower patch. And uh, Games Workshop made me a metalhead. It was their yeah, fault. Yeah. It was you know them having a record label, and uh, yeah, mm. and 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 those songs about colossally loud. And they you know that death metal growl sounds like a space marine to me. Okay. Yeah. Those audio books, they're all wrong. They yeah. should all have that sound, the, like a death metal growl. 
Yeah. Because these guys are big and that uh, should have that resonance. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of tied in. And what's, what's more, uh, what is more than turning everything up to 11 and being a fucking noise marine? Excuse my French. Well, yeah. You, the French is allowed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mon Dieu. Mon Dieu. Let's turn everything up to 11. And, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the thing that really kind of like made that army happen was the. I think it was issue 119 of White Dwarf mm. that had one of those lovely technical drawings of how to make in Plasticard your whirlwind. Oh, yes. And ordinarily yeah. one would use the uh, little circles from a square, I don't know what size, 30mm square, 40mm square base. Yeah, yeah, And you turn underneath, yeah, those yeah. little moulded circles look like missile silos. They yeah, were like, yeah. kind of had that just nice little engineered greebly detail mm. and you would use that <clears throat> to represent the six eight missiles pointing yeah. forward so you buy a rhino yeah you they t- they taught you how to make the plastic card missile launcher yep but then you took it in a slightly different direction i found a little bit of speaker grill much like the you know the cover of your microphone there yeah. or your speaker or whatever and i made them into Marshall stacks Why because not? <laughs> it's a noise marine and we're yeah. firing volleys of yeah. noise terror at you um, and you know trying to hit that brown note yeah, sweet, yeah. sweet brown note that well, unfortunately it? was myth busted um, no, well, isn't know, a thing but you know one day you know a rail gun or a brown note or something yeah. you know nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I think I had maybe 15-20 noise marines and yeah, um, and were they the original Joe's God Goodwin first edition ones? Or oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. This is totally way back. Yeah, as much as I probably did buy three or four of the the new ones to uh, put the hair on a car carried on and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, various ideas to do various conversions and things. Some yeah, of which, yeah. you know, it's just lovely parts and lovely bits and bobs. They are, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I was thinking more of those slightly. Um, was it in second edition they brought out the ones that had the distinct weapons, like the Sonic Blaster and the Blastmaster and the Doom Siren? But there were three of them, and they were... Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I'd gotten out of the hobby by then. It was literally right. that one noise marine. Yeah. So it was so monopose. Yeah, it was like utterly generic. Yeah, <laughs> army. Yeah. Like... So you weren't chopping things up at that stage, or you, were, you didn't chop up that army? I didn't chop up the individuals, no. Um, just because, again, they were just so... There was so much detail packed into one little space. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think green stuff was so much of a thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the conversion was sorely limited. Yeah. Hard, hard conversion. So it was, it was much easier to do stuff on vehicles. Yes, yeah, of course. Because, you know, plastic hard and, you know, that, that's hard modelling. And then mm-hmm. soft modelling is green stuff and sculpting yeah. putty, just to be clear. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a great army. It was really good, and I think I think I, uh, my brother gave it to a friend who was wanted to get into the hobby, and they fell out, and it vanished somewhere into um, somebody's mum's loft, and was never yeah, seen again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, keep your eyes out for a matte black noise marine army with really weird, uh, weird whirlwinds, whirlwinds with Marshall written on the oh, <laughs> mesh on the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always more of an orange amp man myself, but you know, orange, I yeah, 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 yeah. That sludgier sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, so yeah, it was good fun, and there were some Harlequins in there in that era as well. Again, all trying to play this 
Rogue Trader game and Compendium came out, but mm-hmm. by the time that had happened, I was kind of like Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll were kind of yeah. occurring in my life, and I um, f- fell to the dark, dark path of Selenesh. Yeah. Uh, in IRL, yeah. So that must mean you drifted out during second edition or, or before second edition. Uh, difficult to say because of the sex and the drugs. And yeah, well, wrong. fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't recall. I don't know if it just wasn't as obvious to us back then that were people calling this second edition today our second edition like yeah, we do now. Know. We kind of we say sixth, fourth, fifth blah, 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 edition. It's more. Yeah. defined because it's more of a you know yeah I have a distinct memory of someone back then referring to it as new Warhammer 40,000 yeah but um, then I think Games Workshop called 8th edition new Warhammer yeah yeah so yeah. But, it, but we the players call it yeah 8th 9th, 10th, 11th, 11th, 12th. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, give it please, a couple of please, Yeah, yeah. We'll get another one. Please slow down. <laughs> please slow down, edition. Yeah. I, I've, I've barely played three games of 9th. No, and, well, yeah. and I don't know what books I need no. to, to play. If, if you know, mm-hmm. my son decides that this pile of Chaos Space Marines that he's got, you know, when the new codex, uh, codex comes out, please, can we have another wound? Can we have some rules that work? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and he says, actually, I might give it a go. I, I wouldn't know where what books to say because there's so many, and I've got. Yeah, I weird. think it, it, it is too. There's too many rules at the moment for 40k. It's, yeah. it's why I've, at the moment I'm very much in the Age of Sigma trip in terms of playing the game, just because it's having a game where your opponent knows half the rules you need as mm. well is really nice because yeah. when you're learning it and, and there's something about just the way that those profiles look they, it goes in my head I don't need cheat sheets I don't need yeah, yeah. it works but yeah not that we don't love 40k we do but. yeah absolutely do Lo- love the lore love the love reading the books yeah um, yeah adore, adore reading about Alpha Legion and mm-hmm. adore reading about how all these Primarchs and Inquisitors and the mundane goings on. Not so much into the kind of bolt upon mass battle stuff. Yeah. As much as, you know, obviously it has a place. Yeah. Um But have you ever have you ever done anything outside of Games Workshop with your hobby? Yeah. Oh absolutely, yeah. Um Frostgrave and Stargrave. Oh, yeah. Um really good, really fun games, you know, the swinginess of the D twenty. Mm-hmm. You know, as I, as I uh, said earlier, you know, White Dwarf back in the day, and you know, was doing Dungeons and Dragons and other role play games, and played very little, you know, mud and clubs, uh, Warhammer role play, yeah. and then then played some in the kind of like uh, <clears throat> the birthing of the Hackney area tabletop enth- enthusiasts. Um, we were playing playing uh, Warhammer role play nice it was really good fun yeah cool. so Toby one of the founders would run that and, uh, and Robin as well yeah um, D&D games and all that and Heroes Unlimited weirdly was one that I really clunky system that I picked up from another circle of friends and played a lot of that was like oh, yeah. caped, caped superheroes with superpowers and laser beams from eyes and shit oh cool um, I've never heard of it I inflicted that on my son Mm-hmm. Um, a very American, okay. very very you know heroic. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but again with the like slight tongue in cheek irony of 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels very. You look at the cover and it looks like the cover of the boys. Yeah. Oh yeah. TV nice. show and comic yeah, book. Yeah. 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 Oh, awesome. Yeah. So Sorry. now you go on your break from the hobby. As mm. we many of us have our, our sort of rum springer away from toy soldiers for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was did you do your chaos squats before or after? Um, I always liked, as I say, I think some of the, the initial thing that really grabbed me was those Marauder yeah. Chaos Squats, who were the, the fantasy, you know, knives and axes, clubs and maces. Yeah. Um, and the, the squats were definitely a, appealed to me. I don't think I ever owned any, like, lead or plastic, that funny creamy grey and oh, metal yeah, yeah. Uh, combo kits. Mm. Um I had the Death Company kit. That was the one that I had. That was that um, right, the old right, one, yeah. the, the first one they did. Yeah, I weird. I don't think I actually owned any squats at that time because, as I say, I had a little, a few Harlequins and things. My brother played Eldar. Yeah, and I liked the aesthetic. And I um, kind of like the challenge of trying to paint something that elaborate. You know, as you begin to push yourself as a hobbyist. Yeah, yeah. And the Space Marines kind of appealed to have that. Flatness and smoothness. Yeah. Not that I had any of those things because thing your paints wasn't screamed at us. No. It, it was like, well, it's paint that comes straight out of the pot. You know, every yeah. other paint comes straight out of the pot. Why would you? Yeah, yeah. totally. That's a thing. You know. Um, yeah. The other thing no one says often enough is, you know, the majority of that pigment on your brush will land where you end your stroke. Yeah. I, I have to. I'm going to lean into the mic. That, that's where most of your paint will go. I've blown the sound, but you, you know, have that's, a bit. Yeah, but <laughs> I'll, I'll fix that. I'll fix it's, that. Right. it's one of those things. It's just like I've said this to a, a handful of people, um, just kind of quite off the cuff, and gone, "Oh God, yeah." And it's just one of those things that mm. you know, kind of can can really help your your painting level up when you yeah. Thing. And I guess that again, kind of the, not. I do much painting on my YouTube channel. It's not really the focus of what. Mm. I don't consider myself a great painter. Um, You're quite like, good. I, possible, possible. No, don't sell yourself short. I've got t- uh, you know tricks and tips and techniques that I've picked up as. Yeah. I'm, I'm a carpenter by trade, but I'm you know I did domestic stuff, but I've also spent many years working as a set builder, building props. Yeah. You know I've, I've made animatronic squirrels and hair punch stuff for Tim Burton and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and I've painted fake walls in sets that look like real walls and wow. you know that kind of mm-hmm. thing so you put in texture and rust and yeah. all of these things that you know scale modeling techniques or scenic painting techniques yeah. oil washes and things these were like well that the, yeah why wouldn't you put that on your models I put it on walls mm-hmm. I put it on that tank that's got to you know be in the back of a shot or whatever yeah um, yeah um, nice. of course yeah you know scaling up you know you might have heard of salt masking um, yes, for, for yeah, models and stuff yeah. and the, the hairspray technique and stuff like that yeah um, you can scale that up and use porridge um, oh right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, so, I've thrown porridge at walls and it's much to the alarm of uh, producers and, and, and crew around me going what the hell is that man doing yeah but you know, but you learnt it from the hobby, and it, it scale, scales up. Scale rust, yep. Yeah. I, I think I can say I invented that technique. <laughs> nice. so that's pretty cool. That's great. It's, it's, uh, well, it's always interesting to hear what people bring from the outside world into the hobby. But it's really nice to hear that the hobby has helped you in your in, in, your real in professional. Job. Yeah, yeah, that real. Yeah, again, air quotes. Real job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing porridge at a wall, maniac. <laughs> 
I wish I could throw porridge at all for my job sometimes. Oh uh, yeah, well, the guy I did that for, um, he got all very excited about the about the technique. Can I do it? Can I do it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah where he went, I, I kind of showed him. You know, this is I'm imagining it working like this, and he did it, and it it worked a treat. Brilliant. It worked a treat. Yeah, nice. But anyway, back to this chaos squats. How did, yeah. how did you kick back them? Um, very slowly. It took me years. Um, it was like three years before I really kind of like I was gathering bits, gathering kits. Mm. wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And the um, Caradron Overlords came along, and it's like, ah, great. Now I don't have to cut down mm-hmm. loads of these. I was cutting down Mark Four. It's like so. It's very expensive because mm. I was cutting down Space Marine Forge World resin legs for that kind of. I think they were like Iron Hands or, or some some kind of. Yeah, it was, it was a Forge World Space Marine kit because it had the the chunky mm-hmm. dwarven engineer mechanical look yeah. that I wanted and the rivets and the pins and um, that heavy industrial look so I was doing that and I was trying to get them to work on bikes and trikes obviously trikes is totally the thing yeah. and I was really kind of struggling with that and it was like well, I'm going to have to make so many of these and then cast them and you know mm. kind of go along that along that route and then the Caradron Overlords came out and it was like, woohoo, I can just buy it and cut it in half. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, and I weirdly run them as, um, I don't know, weirdly, it seemed to work just in my head canon to run them with the Orc Codex. Um, just okay. to get in lots of bikes yeah, yeah. that I could run, knobs as exo squats. Um, yeah. You know, that kind of toughness, lots of guns, not necessarily great at shooting because we're, we don't have eyesight in my head, again, head canon, I don't know, because we live in caves and underground. Oh, gotcha. and, right, okay. and my, <clears throat> the I went kind of chaos with the idea of, you know, we had escaped the cull of the Tyranid or Inquisitorial, you know, yes. kill the abhuman yeah, yeah, um, yeah. thing. Or a combina- I kind of quite like the idea of the combination of the two, that the Inquisition had steered a high fleet mm-hmm. towards squat homeworlds yeah, so yeah. Like a combo of the two why not um, again it's that Alpha Legion thing that all, everything is a lie and everything is true yes uh, yeah, um, yeah I like it except obviously that which is also a lie yeah and, and also that <laughs> and that. also that <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. then the Ouroboros yeah yeah. Um, yeah so kind of like the this idea that this this mining fleet in this JCB yellow industrial covered in dirt and grime fleet has kind of returned from mining an asteroid or something um, so it's that kind of Battlestar Galactica ragtag kind of cross section yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of civilization. Um, the family and support and generations mm-hmm. go out mine this stuff they return to their home world only to see it kind of being devoured and they see Inquisition ships maybe lurking behind mm-hmm. cloaked okay. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. so they flee this this so as not to you know become part of it but in their kind of steering this fleet away from they have to in, they end up having to um hide in the dark corners of the galaxy mm-hmm. where of course the voices from beyond you know, the songs of their ancestors fade and these strange new growls of demons yeah, seep yeah. in and they fall to chaos 
yeah. uh, the generic eight pointed star of of naughty from beyond, yeah. and um, yeah, which it means I can then cover sins of kit bashes and things by shoving spikes and yeah, yeah, horns nice. and mouths and God knows what else. Um, yeah, always a good way to cover up into things, you yeah. know, and again that's kit bash, kit bash, kit bash. Cover cover your lines and cut and cuts that you want to reposition and give more dynamic positioning or turn turn two monopose and bots into five mega knobs mm-hmm. you crash a Heldrake into him and then all of a sudden you've got spikes and angles and things covering and yeah. you wouldn't know that there's only two models with two poses yeah, yeah. you've got five very distinct looking different I like it. guys it yeah. does however mean you have to green stuff an inhuman amount of noses onto Definitely tiny right. tiny little faces oh, yeah, yeah. and moustaches and beards but again the of beards course. are quite ragged and chaos so it's quite fun and free to yeah, be really yeah. scruffy. Um, Just because they're, you, they're chaos squats, mm. do they have massive hats? I, I didn't really go with the kind of, uh, was it a Syrian big hat vibe? Yeah, yeah. Which felt very, very fantasy, very it of the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, me, sci-fi future going forward. Yeah. So yeah. it was that kind of JCB hard hats. Um, I think one yeah, of them nice. was wearing a... One of them is actually a um, Space Marine Lieutenant because he's got a Space Marine Lieutenant boot for a hat. Oh, cool. Well, he's got eye holes so he can see where he's going, but he's yeah. literally got a boot on his head. <laughs> um, I left the glue open and may or may not have been losing my mind. When hey, but and, you know, that, it's, yeah. We were at peak um, Space Marine Lieutenant at the time. Uh, yeah, Everybody was yeah. rolling their eyes. At, oh, God, another Space Marine Lieutenant. Oh. And I'm yeah. like, brilliant, another Space Marine lieutenant that I can chop up and nice. <laughs> turn into a, some amazing hero doing something special. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Nice. Why not? Just do it. All right. But yeah, the Chaos Squats were, were super fun and it meant I got to, you know, smush all these Chaos things in and around and just go hog wild with three, four different shock jump dragsters. And brilliant. That, um, yeah. You know, the... Uh, Gene Steeler Colt vehicle kind of got several yeah. of those got smushed into the Goliath um, uh, yeah. I, trucks and I know I think it was the little Ridge Runner not oh, the Goliath Ridge, yeah. I never did pick up a, a, a Ridge Runner uh, sorry the um, the truck because uh, I had I, I got a load of um, battle wagons cheap off of somebody in a lot that yeah. was clearing out and they got chopped and squatted and put on monster truck wheels to kind of nice. have that uh Again, industrial, mm-hmm. massive, you know, big trucks for driving around yeah. many hundreds of tons of ore. So they've got that look. Um, like massive uh, inflatable tyres that, again, I cast up and repeated. And again, because my dad's a drag racer, I ripped out all the soppy little six part engines and put mm-hmm. in supercharged V8s yeah, yeah. into all my trucks. Um, my, uh, my mega knob had his own hot rod truck that had twin turbo supercharged V8 like, with, nit- like with nitrous and quite possibly <laughs> several demons in it. Oh, cool. Because the, the windows, uh, the front window and sides, uh, it's just full of blood. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. I like If it. you want your car to go fast, put a demon in it. Yeah, yeah. Demon speeding, that's yeah. a thing, isn't it? Or was a thing? Yeah, I, I know, and now we can both hear white, white zombie in our back of some of our minds, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember where yeah. that came from. Exactly. Yeah. Just play Rob Zombie, open the glue, 
dad a pair of wheels of, uh, from something from a kit in the toy shop and yeah. lo and behold ta-da chaos <laughs> I love it I love it yeah. so the next thing I'm going to ask you about these are your recent things mm. um, you've got a few and yeah. they nearly all need explaining um, yeah they're That's wonderful <laughs> but they, they do need explaining word salad <laughs> yeah. yeah so let's start on the top of this list Tell who are the deep kits? Ah, yeah. Um, you know, you get a wet elf, and um, in your Age of Sigma, and they they oh, fly yeah, around yeah. in the realms of water and so on. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you get your squig and you cut his legs off and put fins and a tail on it, yeah. you've got yourself a deep git. So I like yeah, it. I was yeah. Ever, ever the um, awkward swine. I, I was like, I love squigs. I love the idea. And maybe it's because I've watched Jaws too many times. I um, was I saw these things just needing to be little sharks and piranhas and, yeah. and a- anglers and yeah, not just little ones either. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that colossal squig um, that has fins and a tail and swims through the water. Yeah, yeah. It's on a, f- a flying base, but it's actually I suppose a swimming base. A swimming swimming base. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I hadn't, yeah. <laughs> swimming base, of course. Yeah. Yeah, just the um, I left the glue open, got high, built some mad stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, because you're using some of them for um, dungeon bowl, is that right? Yeah, um, I, I I couldn't quite. You know, I've, I've not played enough Age of Sigmar. I uh, there's only so much space in my brain um, t- to hold all these games together, and you know, blurring of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's somewhat aborted idea of an Age of Sigmar all squig git army um, turned. You know, I just scaled it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I just build things for the sake of building things. I think, I'm sure some yeah. of the other stuff on that on that list. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's very much the same. But yeah, it was um, squigs as fish. You know, squigs seem to be able to do everything else. A hair squig. An yeah. oil squig, this, that, and the other squig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose if the orcs are attacking an ocean world, you know, they need need something to help. Um, yeah, yeah. Find all the all the giant monsters to fight. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So uh, it was just it was just a weird novel little idea, and why not? What with the advent of Dungeon Bowl, uh, fairly recently, had some fun with that. I never really got on with uh, Blood Bowl proper. Mm. But there's so much, so many more random elements in Dungeon Bowl. That, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, super fun game. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's really good. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's the deep gits hashtag deep gits on Instagram, and yeah. you'll find I, I tend to use that one so that they all lump together. Yeah, yeah. As people go, oh my god, that's amazing. What's that? And I click the hashtag. You'll see more. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, I love this one. Gelatinous Cube. Yeah. Um, it kind of spun off of the Dungeon Bowl thing. I got some of the Green Stuff World UV resin, the UV torch, um, yeah. kicks it off and sets it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some of that to put on the portals for Dungeon Bowl so that they okay. had that nice moist yeah. flowing. And I mixed in some fluoro paint um, to give them that extra little pop of colour. Yeah, um, and then you can swirl it in and don't, not mix it in thoroughly, so you get nice little swirls and an extra depth to those portals. 
Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, what else can I do with this? Um, and um, I got some of these little silicon hobby, you know, look on eBay, there's loads of them, and it's like, um, you can get dice, so you can, you know, put little crystals and nonsense and herbs and spices and God knows what else into your dice. Okay. Pour your resin in and set them up. Right. But I found these plain cubes that I have put the UV resin in and I put tape across the open side so that I could slush mould it. That's when you just kind of pour something in a mould and, and rotate it mm. and it dries. It's kind of like a um, <clears throat> ceramics technique. Yeah, yeah. You would slush mould or slush cast or traffic cones where you spray plastic into a mould and okay, yeah. yeah, that one of those things is a maker of all manner of things. So I've picked up all these weird techniques and then I mm. inevitably throw those things into my hobby somewhere and kind of well, that's how you make rail guns or, or virus bombs and that's how you make rust techniques at this scale. You make it at that scale and yeah. yeah. Experiment and glue my fingers together and making weird and wonderful things. So yeah, I resin cast. It's um, again, it's on my Instagram. I resin cast a, a hollow gelatinous cube. Yeah. I the ink I had was a bit trans, uh, a bit opaque. Mm-hmm. I needed a, a, something. It was just a test. But the idea was to be able to cast a gelatinous cube and actually have little bones and skulls and a sword of a once right. heroic man that's been consumed by this cube that would slosh around inside. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. just at the test stage at, the, at that point. But, yeah, when I get some thinner green ink or something, I'll... Yeah. Yeah, right. it's, yeah I mean, it's, it's a D&D thing, isn't it, the gelatinous cube? Oh, so so to have, uh, you know, have them in my dungeon bowl or, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just as like, hang on a minute, let's make that uh, silly idea. I played a gelatinous cube in a D&D game that my son my son ran mm. um, and it was good fun apparently if you leave a gelatinous cube it's called Roomba um, right, nice. so the monks in this monastery um, allowed this gelatinous cube to roam around because he was especially handy what with them having bare feet in the dojo oh, of course. he picked yeah. up all the sloughed skin from the dojo it was always immaculately clean mm-hmm. he kept himself busy in there but after many thousands of years, surrounded by these enlightened monks, yeah. one day went up to the Grand Master and bowed. Oh, right, and okay. his aura from a, like a slimy green changed to a, a slightly more greeny orange. That's a colour. Um, yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> at least it is in my head, Canon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, and started training with the monks to be the. the Mm-hmm. The universe's first gelatinous cube monk. Oh, so yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, and now you've made a gelatinous cube. That, yeah, just yeah. like uh, that rattling around in my head, um, and the the concept of what can you do with this material? Yeah. What what can't can you do? What can't you do? What works? What doesn't work? Um, well, I I had a go and. When I when I refine it a little bit more, it will probably be a video on my on my thing, perhaps. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like quite it. cool. Work in progress. Right. You get. I've so um, after we'll leave the gelatinous cube to mm. these um, meditations. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I've written this down in my notes, and I can't. I'm not necessarily sure I can read the first word. Is it monsleep moon machines? Oh, the yeah. 
Morslieb and Manslab were the moons uh, in the old world, in the old Warhammer world. Okay. Um, so yeah. it's like Gork and Mork, the moons of, uh, that the orc race um, worship, their gods. Mm. Uh, Morslieb and Manslab in the old Hammer world, um, or I guess what the Empire would have called them. Um, okay, right. Not my area of expertise, so, yeah. so Well, I, I, I kind of, like, had this vague idea of, um, again, it's H.G. Wells, Men from the Moon. Yeah. Um, so it was a Blood Bowl team that I made on a shoestring budget to play in the nascent hate club when it was kind of post the Stoke Newington club that Sasha spoke of. Yeah. Um, when we were kind of, Dan, Toby and myself um, and a bunch of other guys were playing a lot of Blood Bowl. And, yeah. And kind of, like, they were... Getting me back into the hobby, rediscovering it after my years in the in the wastes. Yeah, it was just this idea for. Um, I made them out of dice with tank tracks that I made out of plastic tube and a bit mm. of plastic wrapped around it and greeblies for texture and I think I used like super glue just for raised texture yeah. and literally put a dice on top and because a blood bowl player has to have a number on it, um, I filled in the sides on the dice, the pips or the numbers. Right. And the number remaining on the back was the number of the player. Okay. Well, that gives um, you six players. Uh, I had, I think I was playing Chaos Dwarves with them initially. So you had like a smaller blockers and then okay. you had larger, I forget the the player positions, but there was a number of smaller dice yeah, with numbers. And then, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Chaos Dwarves were the bigger dice, chunkier to represent their toughness. Yeah. Because it was all about, you know, if it's going to count as it's got to... I mean, that's a, that's a thing throughout all of my kit bashes and weird things, and the, the Chaos Squats especially, they all are... They all have an analogue to the... to the They're the right scale, size, yeah. volume for the target that they should represent on the table so they're not yeah. modelled for advantage or disadvantage. Mm. Disadvantage more often than not. Yeah. Uh, my disadvantage, uh, you know, it's, it's a bigger target and a... Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, you know, your flyer should be able to you know, be shot from anywhere and your battle wagon should be battle wagon sized and not yes. any tiny. Uh, yeah. Modelling your sniper to be tiny and laying on the floor is a bit cheaty. If you then, you know, yeah. you should be able to shoot that model because it's 20, 32 mil tall yeah. about. Yeah. 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 So they, uh, yeah, they were uh, a team that I did way back then. This is what, um, the 2010s maybe. Um and you know, getting back into Dungeon Bowl again recently, I got some dice out and made them again. But I used the Catafron Breaches, the um, Mechanicum guys oh, yeah. with the tank tracks and the torso, kind of like a mechanical. Um, what's the word? Half man, half horse. Can't think of the word. Centaur. Yeah, the mechanical centaurs. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I yeah used those tank track pieces cut them down cast them up because I only had a couple of them and made a whole bunch of them yeah. stuck a dice on it greeblies the same number technique yeah. and yeah. made the Mausolebian moon machine so it's a mean machine and it's moon machine and moon machine and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like it yeah I don't think anyone's ever really done much to investigate those moons um, <laughs> yeah. yeah there's a dragon in it apparently there's a dragon oh, in there in the 40k universe Ooh. Oh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, quite. Um, a well. Catan, you say? Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, then we've got. Actually, I'm going to save one for the end because I've got one mm. other thing to ask you about. 
which is I have been using these for a few years in all of my games of Warhammer 40,000. They are some of the most useful tools that I've ever had for multi-wound mod models. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did something a, a while back. That yeah, called, some years. Yeah, called the Wound Widget. Yeah, I rebranded it as the Wound Widget. It was slightly problematically called the Wound Wang. Mm. Initially, you know, it was a number wang joke. Yeah. I used the font from the from the uh, Mitchell and Webb show mm-hmm. joke. It was a surrealist yeah. Um, yeah. take on, you know, um, game shows. And, um, and it's a gaming aid and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it just enabled too many people to make dick jokes. Yeah. Um, and that's not very conducive to having women gamers feel comfortable in the hobby. True. So I rebranded it to the Wound Widget. Um, woundwidget.com and it, yeah it was um, it was conversations with Dan the lovely Dan that I've mentioned a couple of times that yeah. Sasha again mentioned um, hobbyist of old you know he, he started playing at nine years old and played has never stopped gaming yeah. and has won the trophies and is the funnest man to play ever um, he will kick your teeth in but you'll have so much fun doing it there you go yeah he'll, he'll win a chainsaw casually yeah. with a with a fluffy list yeah yeah and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, just because he's so good and, and just played so much yeah. and we were talking across our um, shared dining room table him painting some stuff and me hobbying on some cockaradons probably at the time um, about what what was this new 40k this 8th edition with all these wounds mm-hmm. as Games Workshop were Revealing, oh, we're going over to this system where things are going to have. Yeah. So I mean, well, how are we going to track all that? You know, because when you had wounds on and damage on vehicles, you could like put a dice on it. I'm like, yeah. but they're kind of annoying because they roll off. Yeah. Or if yeah. you roll your dice and those dice hit that dice and you pick those dice up, or it's just so yeah. easy to lose count. And I just was, you know, be- between jobs, carpentry jobs or whatever, and I put my mind to it. And I whipped an O-ring off an old paintball gun. Yeah, I used to build paintball guns. Uh, what haven't I made? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I, I whipped some O-rings off my old paintball gun yeah. and put them on this piece of plastic card and went, ooh, that notches, if I just cut those and I could laser cut it or shall I cut resin cast it or shall I, you know, I went th- through the process of the best way to yeah. make this this little device, this little widget. Um you know, should I do it in extruded aluminium and cut it on a chop saw, on a chop saw, or shall I? You know, went through all these different permutations and settled on laser cutting. Yeah. Um, and was just like, oh, if I don't do this, somebody else might beat me to it. So mm. how do we? How does one do this? You kickstart it. Yeah. And um, Kickstarter's really good for the the board game nerd community. Yeah. Um, even much more so now. Um, and it, it funded in under 24 hours I mean admittedly I did scale it to you know what what can I conceivably sell everybody at the club seemed to be really into it and supportive of it and got the idea yeah. um, so I knew I was going to get so many sales um, to fund to get a, a guy with a laser cutter to knock them out for me Yeah, it expanded and I was able to do more than just two colours I got four colours and yeah. um, yeah, it, it did really well, and uh, but it's one of those things I just can't uh, advertise it enough to get the yeah yeah 
Well, I can help you with that. Get yeah. it out there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You got yeah, a podcast? Yeah. Brilliant. Well yeah. done. Thanks, guys. Ruined yeah. widget. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined widget. Yeah. Yeah. Just to <laughs> highlight what what they actually are. They are. Yeah. They range from you can the big ones and small ones. They are arrow shaped. They're arrow shaped. Arrow. Arrow. Arrow shaped. Yes. Yeah. If, <laughs> if any of your anatomy is this shape, go see a doctor immediately. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> they are arrow-shaped bits of uh, see-through plastic in various colours, and you have that elastic band, effectively, or mm. you know what you took off your paintball gun. Yeah, yeah. And you move. It's got notches and numbers corresponding to the notch, and it tells yeah. you. So if you've got a, an eight wound dreadnought, or that's probably the wrong number of wounds, I'm going to get letters about that. Um, you know, you've got an eight wound model, it yeah. starts losing wounds, you, you put this next to it, you point the arrow end at the model so that you remember which model it is, which is one of the most useful things, because again with dice, you just forget which, I was like, yeah, yeah. was that with that tank or that tank? Yeah, and Where you can't it, always put it on the base. Yeah. You can put the you can put the the widget on the base on the tank next to the tank under the tank. Yeah. If you get that kind of puddle of models all fighting in a bundle, mm-hmm. you can still point it. Yeah. You you'll know for the most part who's got five wounds, yeah. so you point that at the five wound guy. But there's also a three wound guy in there, yeah. so you point the three wound widget at them. Is why there's that many yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and of course, offering it in different colours meant that if you had a set and I had a set, we could. Yeah. not mix them up and yeah. more head scratching and loss, yeah. loss of counting you could it's, it's just like a nice way of how do you simply with so much going on what enables you to forge your narrative have more fun chat and silly bollocks around more mm-hmm. and not worry about is it isn't it or have you know have an awkward conversation about I'm sure I had three wounds left yeah. have I got four I kind of you know you play to win but you want to not lose because you've gotten because your dice rolled off yeah. You know, so, so, yeah, they really worked, and everybody, thank you very much. Yeah, the enthusiasts no, about them, but uh, no credit where it's due. They, they've been incredibly useful for me. Some I've had a multitude of dumb ideas, um, as you may have guessed from all the other stuff, but that one was a particularly good one, and I, I couldn't not not go for it. And I'm quite proud of myself that I managed to do a thing. I did a Kickstarter. I did a, a thing. Yeah. Nice. Mum's very Any proud. of your ideas have been dumb. <laughs> they've all been good. Oh, they're massively daft. But that, one's, that one's been helpful to me, so I'm particularly fond of it. Oh, great. Thank you very um, much. It's always right. good to hear. Let's go on to the last of your recent uh, mm-hmm. miniatures, Kagas Ravagers. Yeah, Kagas? Kagras? Yeah, I'm not Kagras. sure. I've, never, oh, yeah. I've, I've only ever said it that way. Um, yeah, she's uh, some of the new Chaos oh, yeah, yeah, models. She's got a shield and a big mace and yeah. the, the Jez Goodwin classic uh, mm-hmm. ponytail up high. Mm-hmm. I used to have hair and be able to do that. Um, as a metalhead, uh, that influence came in. Came in. Yeah, um, lovely, lovely little group of models that, um, that I had real, real fun building and converting. And yeah. and I think there's, I think it's Archeon the Ever Chosen or something. The, a very old lead model that fits really in that aesthetic, and they're they're right. kind of they're in that kind of hobby butterfly kind of like a bounce mm. between painting small robot mechanical things yeah. and more organic leather and fur on those guys and the horse that he's riding and yeah. you know I like to I like to hop around those things so that you don't get bored of painting space marine armor yeah well yeah because yeah. you're painting something squishy and organic um, yeah. it like it's a palette cleansing way of yeah I tend to have various little projects and skirmishy things as opposed to an army yeah. So that you can you can bounce and keep things fresh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice way to do it. Yeah. Right. 
Monk, it's time for for the end of this because we want to go to Warhammer World. Yeah, um, let's. So I've got two questions that I ask all my guests. First off, what's your favourite paint? Alfred's grey primer. Okay. Um, it's grey. Really, yeah. Really yeah. Just boom. It's probably on 90% of my models. Right. Occasionally, if it's like one model I'm doing, I'll prime with a Vallejo or something or other in the, uh, from, through the airbrush. Yeah. But the majority of it, it's like put your squad, your unit, your bunch of whatever yeah. on a stick, go out in the garden, yeah. and yeah. in you go. Uh, pro tip, if it's cold outside... Or uh, a bit just on the on the on the chilly side, warm that can up in in hot water, run it under the tap for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. and as you're shaking it, yeah, it just helps with the uh, refrigeration. Yes, as, yeah. as something as aerosols expand, they refrigerate, which is how your fridge works. Well, it's got a pump in it, mm-hmm. and that's true of a can. Yeah. Um, and we should say for list, uh, American listeners, Halfords Helf- is a shop in the UK that sells bikes and car parts and uh, car accessories. And yeah, things like yeah. That, don't get your windscreen wiper and your uh, yeah. and your de-icing fluid and your uh, inner tubes for your bike and whatnot else. Yeah, yeah. roof yeah. racks and so on. I, I worked for them for some years, yeah. uh, building bikes out the back. Nice. Uh, you know, got me through my A levels and yeah, uh, and then into the- uni a little bit. But their their grey primer gives a good finish. It's, it's a car primer, and it's yeah. yeah they they've got plastic ones and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, good solid paint. You know, and Rhinox hide and uh, fair enough. I've got into Chimera paints recently. Really love them for oh right okay There's, super matte yeah, uh, yeah. and like single pigment paints mm-hmm. is great because most paints are made up of a bunch of pigments. Yeah. Yeah. So when you mix them, they don't do exactly what you think they might do based on what you see. Yes, because of the way pigments work, but that's a whole. That's an entire episode of, yeah. of a podcast. When, when we're doing <laughs> Professor Monk's, um, <laughs> you honour me, but no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. Go. Um, all right, and then last question: If you could paint one miniature this year, anything it could, you could invent it yourself. You can. It could be one in production, one rumored to be in production. Any system. Mm. What would you paint? As as much as there's a bit of me that wants to scream the the squat army that they're gonna you know, revamp, mm-hmm. but I, I think when that clock fell off the wall, it was it was yeah, just a couple yeah. of Necromunda models. Yeah, very very well done, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I laughed but cried. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love this reimagining um, of old models. You know, like the Imperial Space Marine, the Noise Marine. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like some of those, you know, those named Space Marine models mm-hmm. from back in the day to be done. The uh, the Proto-Alpha Legionnaire, the first Chaos Space Marine that's yeah. in amongst, and I forget, I think he's the, the Treacher Marine, I think it's, again, never said that word out loud, but that, no. mar, that Marine, uh, Snipe and Wib did a, you know, a retrospective of old... Um, old models and he was in amongst them and it was like yes that's the first Alpha Legionnaire because he's mm. in amongst the loyalists but yeah. there he is with a chaos star on his shoulder pad yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know I, I love my Alpha Legion stuff I've got Alpha Legion tattoo on me um, yeah, nice yeah, I, yeah I've always loved it and I, I was playing as Alpha Legion uh, 
I think like even before Horace Heresy had the rules in that in the in the book. Yeah. Just kind of like the idea, the aesthetic, the, what, what little there was information about them was great. And that's the great thing about 40k, isn't it? There's such big gaps. There are. That as much yeah. as they fill in, they still go, well, we don't know about this portion of the galaxy and Absolutely. where they came from and what this means. It's And the, the unreliable narrator, you know, this point of view, that point of view, huh? Yeah. How can they both be right? Yeah. They're not, because no. it's somewhere in between. And it's a, it's a great thing. And yeah. the Alpha Legion exemplify that more than most. Um, yeah. All right. So a revamped Alpha Legionnaire. Yeah, that, the the Treacher Marine is, yeah. yeah, or just more noise Marines. Yeah, more noise Marines with, you know, the guitars. Yeah, more metal, please. Yeah, poseable, yeah. please. Everything needs to be poseable. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right, well, Monk, that's wonderful. Thank you very, very much for joining us uh, and telling us all about your life in miniatures. It's uh, I'm quite short. Yeah, we said no one the means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry, silly bollocks. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Monk. It was certainly a lot of fun for me. I'm sure that came across um, when we were talking. Yeah, a little more explanation about how we started it there. Um, yeah, we were, you know, I hit record and we were just chatting about um, the wonders, the joys of owning cats. Um, or, well, can you ever really, truly own a cat? That's that's a great question. Um, yes, thank you, Monk, for, for joining me on that journey uh, through your life in miniatures um i had a wonderful time doing that as i've already said uh you can find monk um as previously mentioned googly-eyed skull on youtube uh, you can pick up some wound widgets for yourself at woundwidget.com and if you're so inclined you can follow him on instagram at googly wound eyed widget skull um possibly the longest instagram handle in history i should think well there we go that was episode number six. So, yeah, I will be back with you in uh, in a week's time. Uh, I'm feeling more chipper now. You might be able to hear it in my voice. Uh, I think it was, as well as having something to eat and uh, necking a pint of orange juice, uh, I am feeling considerably chirpier than I was when I recorded the intros, uh, which is great news because I've got to go out again. <laughs> well, I don't have to, but I choose to because there's some nice people in town. I'm going to go and say hello to them, uh, and I'm probably going to get some really nice greasy food while I'm out, just to, to keep the hangover dogs at bay. I hope we've been pleasant company for you this week. I hope you've had a productive time with your toy soldiers, uh, whether you've been painting or gaming or clipping or whatever you're doing. Uh, I hope it's all going wonderful and very well, and we shall see you next week. Well, again, John, you won't see people because this is an audio-only podcast. Right, now that I've remembered that, we will speak to you again next week. Same time, same place. Remember, you can find us on uh, Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, and on heresyandheroes.com as well. Um, so hopefully we've covered your favourite uh, podcast listening station somewhere in there. Um, right, that's it. I've got to go and get ready to go out. So you have a wonderful week. And we'll speak again next time on My Life in Miniatures.